Hey, Will. Uh, are we recording today, man? I, I thought we were recording. Where, you, where, where are you? Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, up, welcome guys? back to the Gold Room Podcast. <laughs> What's up? Uh, we'll talk about the, the bowl game loss a little bit, but first I have a story to tell you guys of just how much I love HouseUnitedSports.com. And before you skip, this actually is not just like a, an ad. This is like actually, it's actually funny. It's actually an, a story. Uh, so I've been doing some Christmas shopping, um, and I got a couple items from HouseUnitedSports.com, your number one source for App State gear. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, Gold Room 15, 15% <laughs> off your order. That's a, a crucial part of the story. So I ordered a Meech hoodie with the Meech NASCAR logo. I got a faded hoodie. Um, and then I also got, they have a uh, like a short sleeve like uh, workout shirt, but it's like reflective. So it's like, oh. good for like running at night or in the morning or anything. Yeah, because you do a lot of running at night. I was just about to explain who it was for. Oh, okay. For my brother-in-law who does run. Oh, okay. okay. Jeez, man. All right, all right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even know all the I'm details, sorry. man. I'm so sorry. So I bought these three items. I mean, I'm dropping a ban on HouseNightSports.com. Goldroom15, HouseNightSports.com. Um, but what's going on is I'm in Christmas shopping mode. I've got eight tabs open, different websites. Yeah. Different people on my mind, different gifts in the carts. I get everything in the cart, houseunitedsports.com. Uh, it's like 115 bucks. Put in my information, bada bing, bada boom, hit submit. I didn't even use our code. I didn't even use our promo oh. code for 15% off. You know, I, I'll spin that as that's just how much I love houseunitedsports.com. I want to give them as much money as possible, you know? Okay. I'm yeah. choosing not to use the promo code. Well, and you're also giving more to the Yosef Club that Exactly. Way too. Exactly. So what better way to spread Christmas cheer than to not use the promo code that we got set up? It's like the anti-Grinch. Like the Grinch is actually, his head is exploding right now thinking about this. <laughs> That's the alternate, the deleted scene from... Uh, the, Grinch. the Grinch is, is, is his head is, exploding. Is, <laughs> his head exploding because you didn't use a promo code. Uh, so with their toys and their trinkets <laughs> and their promo codes. And their donations to the Yosef Club because of great App State memorabilia. And some say the Grinch donated $3 to the Yosef <laughs> Club that day. <laughs> Would have only been one or two if they had used the code. But without yeah. the code, yeah. boom. So more of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Use Gold Room 15. Use Gold Room 15. HouseUnitedSports.com and use Gold Room 15. Let's get into it. Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by... Will Strickland and Parker Stone. All right, welcome back to the Gold Room Podcast. I am Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer. I am Will Strickland, the App State Cone Boy. 
And uh, we're going to chat with y'all today about uh, thoughts after the bowl loss yesterday at Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, you're you're a little bit of an island boy. Island boy. You just came back from the Bahamas Bowl. Yes, I did. This is actually, we're recording like five minutes after I've walked into my apartment for the That's first right. time. So that was Toledo versus uh, Middle Tennessee. Yep. Uh, Toledo won that, right? Or Middle Tennessee? No, Middle Tennessee won By it. Like a lot, right? By, it, it, like it was like 31 possessions? to 17, I think was the final score. Right. So last episode, we had talked about how um, you, you you had been considered to be the mascot, but there was a, a change. The, uh, the Board of Governors made an executive decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't feel like I can talk about it because things would get a little too explicit. But if you just want to... To you know, talk address, about the, the change of address the elephant in the room, um, or the dog in the room, I guess. Yeah, uh, Bucky the Bahamas Bowl boy was not brought out of retirement this year, mm. um, due to Hudson, due to uh, supply chain shortages, sh- sh- supply chain shortages, <laughs> and Hudson the very good boy being available. Right. So there was just a dog on the field. Uh, yeah. Was he always there? Was he always on the field, or just like during pregame? No, no, Hudson was there the whole game. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he was there the whole time. He was like just a big old lab. Uh, he's like a golden retriever, but he's all white. Yeah, he's like super fluffy. Yeah, kindest dog, most well-behaved and, and well-trained dog I have ever been around. Trained better than Bucky the Bahamas Bull Boy? Well, considering Bucky the Bahamas Bull Boy is not a dog, he is, in fact, me. Oh, um, so we're getting a little philosophical No, there, but this you know? dog like would straight up be like, we'd be a Nobu eating sushi. With Hudson. Wait, the dog was there? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, we had no we had, we had Nobu with Hudson. He's in the casino. So did you have any animosity towards Hudson? I love that dog yeah. so much. But deep down we're like, you took my job. You know? mm-mm, mm-mm. This is the I'm okay with that being my replacement. Wow. It's like seeing, you know, someone succeed you. Like like mm. Yeah. I walked so Hudson could sit on the sideline very quietly. <laughs> was there any shenanigans like the infamous was that 2018 Bahamas Bowl? Uh so I did I did get to walk around the stadium a little bit during the game. I no signs of any archery this year. No archery, no uh, 18 packs of beer being brought in. Well, see a lot of it changed because uh they do like a big carnival on the, normally it turns out to be like the same weekend of the game. Okay. And the carnival got canceled this year. No. And then it got brought back. Oh. And then oh. it got canceled again. Oh, I feel like you can't do that for a carnival. Nope, they did it. Okay. Like, you could, like, <laughs> we were driving by it, like, all this, because they, they canceled it and they brought it back, so all the stuff was set up. Like, were there rides and stuff? Oh, yeah. All oh, it was, like, was a whole, up. like, state whole fair. Whole thing. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. Oh. And then they canceled it again. <laughs> so it's all just sitting there and no one, and normally that's how, like, the archery and stuff shows up. Right. It's like it's associated with the carnival. Oh, so it's like, hey, come experience it here and then come on by the carnival and yep. do even more. Yep. No carnival this year due to COVID-19. Mm. Supply chain. Supply chain. Yeah. Just going to yeah. get enough bows. Um, <laughs> Plenty get... of arrows, but not enough bows. No, it was actually like the best, uh, smoothest Bahamas Bowl I've ever, oh, ever yeah. been a part of. Okay. Yeah. Nothing was tied up in customs. Nothing was. Yeah. Uh, were the locker rooms secure? Or was it just like a, a sheet of uh, linen? So the locker rooms were <laughs> secure, but during the course of the pandemic, nothing took place in that stadium, uh, Thomas A. Robinson Stadium. And, oh, uh, so it's just been 
like 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 dusty. Uh, no, they turned the locker rooms into like storage areas. So we like got in that week, and uh, the showers were full of like office chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I'm not saying like there's like five or six office chairs inside of a shower. I mean, like, the stall is overflowing <laughs> with office chairs. Could have been 40. So did y'all have to take everything out? No, we did not. We, it, it could have gone there, but it didn't. Okay. Um, so there's actually been a government change down there. Oh. As of, very recently. Their election was like... A coup. A month or two ago. So, no, it was a democratically held <laughs> Peaceful election. Peaceful transition. <laughs> so the new prime minister is actually super pro-sport. Okay. He's like big on getting sports down to the Bahamas, doing revamping the youth sports culture down there. Um, so basically, when we showed up and we we're like, "Hey, y'all, this this is not right." <laughs> they like were like, "Oh shit, we gotta fix this fast so the prime minister doesn't find out. Ooh. Then we'll all be fired." So dang, did you get to meet the prime minister? I did not meet him, but I saw him. He's, okay, how do you look? Healthy? Yeah. Good. Happy, happy guy. <laughs> really happy guy. Super, super nice dude who's committed to keeping the bowl game in the Bahamas, committed to uh, stuff like Battle for Atlanta, stuff like that with basketball. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really big on trying to, to build that on there. What about some esports? Uh, Any mention? No mention of esports at this time. At I, this time. I, it's, <laughs> you know, it's on the shelf. You know, we'll address it later. Any esport coliseums being built? Uh, no, they do have a baseball stadium being built, and I'll talk about that very briefly. Oh, they have a like a forty million dollar baseball complex Dang. being built around the corner from the football stadium, uh, and <laughs> they want to get like ESPN or somebody to like bring down like ACC baseball programs. Oh, or MLB to do like spring training or something down there, whatever. Okay. Currently, it's it's set to open next year. Okay. The outfield is gravel. Oh, I mean, and, no, it's unique. Uh, it's unique to the field. The the back wall, you know, typically it's like made out of something like soft, or you know, it, it's something to where if you oh sure hit it, 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 it it's is not going to kill someone. You know, it, you'll bounce yeah, off. Yeah, or it. or a lot of like you know non you know major stadiums there'll be a fence with yep. padding on it. Um, they built a nine-foot-tall concrete wall. Oh, my God. It's concrete. Nine feet? Yes. The entire outfield? It goes around the whole way. Can and this isn't just, like, the foundation of the building. No. This is the field. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nine foot? And then they said, uh, how do we get, you know, an event here broadcast on ESPN? And uh, my, my event supervisor is there. And he said, um, all right, do you have like a press box? No. Do you have anywhere for the TV truck to park? No. Do you have anywhere <laughs> for the TV truck to plug into? <laughs> do you have anywhere for the cameras to be mounted? Oh, they built this thing off the grid. <laughs> they wanted the new Sandlot. So I'm I'm not entirely sure they're going to get a baseball uh, okay. game there. Hey, Field of Dreams, baby. This is the new Field of Dreams because they've got big dreams. 
they did well they actually did in a, a separate baseball uh stadium i don't i don't know exactly where it was they did host a home run derby that was just like a bunch of bahamian baseball players that all came back um oh that's awesome yeah got to, got to see some of those guys it's was, it was cool that's cool yeah anything else from your your island boy my island boy travels? um <laughs> No, I, I'll have a, a fun... I, I'll have something fun down the line, but yeah. nothing I can talk about. What was the best meal you had? Best meal I had? I, sushi at Nobu was so good. Dude. Yeah? It was so good. <laughs> I'd never been to Nobu before. It, it's... I understand why the rappers talk about it. It's good. <laughs> the, they did a Bahamian roll, which was like a... It was like fried conch. Oh. With like a bunch of stuff, like okay. a little crunchy bit, stuff like that, all in this little spicy sauce. Woo! <laughs> I don't like sushi, but I, I wish I did because it's like a social thing. I think you would like that one just because everything was cooked. Okay. Like it was, it was crunchy to it. I like crunch. Yeah. It was, it, I think it, it is a social thing though because we went and it was right. like, I'll get two rolls, you get two rolls, and we'll just all kind of yeah go through it. Yeah. Well, you know, only friend I know is you, so. <clears throat> so let's talk about the. <laughs> So while you were flying back from being an island boy, yeah, literally while I was flying back, the Boca, Boca Raton Bowl was hot, off the presses. It was rolling because was for some reason bowl games should be at eleven a.m. I overslept, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you noticed my uh, my traditional game day tweet, uh, I think it was posted like eleven forty a.m. I overslept. I went to bed at three. Woke up at at eleven thirty. The cone matriarch being super sweet, like, "Hey, hey, the game's on." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah, it's eleven thirty. What?" <laughs> uh, so what do we talk about for the game? I mean, um, it was a fat L. It was a fat L. It, I, it was fifty nine thirty eight. I think it was the final score. Yeah, fifty nine thirty eight is the final score. First bowl loss, six and one. Yeah, and it wasn't particularly a game. After uh, after that fumble that led to that eighty five yard, the people's touchdown. fumble was ended up being the the nail in the coffin yeah, before it, we even it, knew it. Um, which is some BS. That call I, that was a uh, what's the term? Good. Like a, a, a something like bad, a, an injustice. No, I I don't understand. Like looking at the replay, looking at the slow mo, how to overturn a call off that? Yeah, expect, like I maybe it'd be different if it was originally called a fumble, right. but it it wasn't. I don't know what they saw that made them think that was a fumble. Yeah, and unfortunately, that was kind of obviously it's not the ref's fault that we let up an eighty-five yard rush yeah, to a team that only you, passes. You know, yeah, you can say like, oh, what happens if that play? I'm not sure what would change the outcome of the game. You really can't focus on a hypothetical like that. Right. So I guess the the only worthwhile point of conversation is what comes next. Um, I would say this was the best roster App State has ever fielded. Um, yeah. And we accomplished nothing. And I don't mean that. I mean, we were 10-4. and four. Obviously, we won games. But where's the rings? Where's the trophies? We ain't got it. So we're ten and four, but we don't have a conference trophy. We don't have a bowl trophy. We don't have rings. We weren't ranked. Yeah, I mean, you know, comparative to the last, you know, four five years at App State football, well, four. Yeah, uh, it, it is a season that has ended 
on a worse note than we're used to. Yeah. We lost our conference championship game. We lose our bowl game to a 7-5 and five conference USA school. And that's smoked, not to, smoked that, in a bowl game. That's not to discredit Western Kentucky because they, I mean, they dropped a couple games very early. They started against, one and four. Yeah, and then they turn around and win all those games at the yeah. end. They really should have beat UTSA in the Conference USA Championship game. Um, they, they were a really good team. Mm-hmm, for that sure. Seven and five was not reflective of how good that Western Kentucky school was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're one win away from playing in the game UTSA is going to play in tomorrow. Yep. Tuesday night, whenever. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely not taking anything away from the Hilltoppers, who still have one of the best mascots in the country. Yes. Uh, no big red slander. No big red slander <laughs> at all allowed. Red Grimace is one of the top five mascots. Red Grimace in is a menace. Top five college mascots. Mm-hmm. He's up there with like the Syracuse Orange for me. Yeah. Tulane, the <laughs> yeah. fucking the wave. The main green. Yes. No, no, no. That's North Texas. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Tulane is the green wave. Yes. North have Te- they ever played? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. They're about point. to be in the same conference. so That'd be quite a bowl game. Wow. The Battle of the Greens. That's for another episode. The Green Grudge. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we came up short. Uh, unfulfilled potential. We had the best talent we've ever had. We had four super senior receivers. Um, bring in this, this transfer quarterback who sets the single season record for pass yards. You've got Nate Noel, you've got Cam Peoples, um, you've got an O-line that is just stacked with experience, and nothing. Nothing to, yeah, nothing in the, the display case. And that's, you know, a 10-4 and four season is a fantastic, I right. mean, that's, that's... Any other school would have that. Yes. They'd be Absolutely. Any You're other t- Sunbelt school. You ask Monroe, yeah. do you want a 10-4 and four season? Good lord! They, if Monroe had a ten and four season, they're they're making rings. <laughs> they are for sure yeah, making rings. Terry Bowden's making sure they have rings. <laughs> yeah, that's like not. <laughs> but that's not us. No, I mean it's South Alabama. If they had a ten a ten win season, Troy. If they had a ten win season, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah. And I know maybe we're being greedy or whatever, but that's the state of the program. Well, and I think. I think part of it's a little self-inflicted on the program, talking about how this was the revenge tour year. Right. Like, they, they set themselves up for high standards. Right. This was something that was fans didn't invent, this idea that we were going to have a comeback revenge tour season and win all, beat all these teams we lost to. And we went 2-3 and three and even had a second chance to beat the other team that beat us again. Yeah. And we lost again. <laughs> yeah. I... I then boy. <laughs> well, that's like again, like it's I think it's very reasonable for fans to feel like we did not achieve yeah. what the team said we were going to achieve. Yeah. Uh, uh but also like people shouldn't overreact when we had a 10 and 4 season. Mhm. So like I, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like we wouldn't be that upset if like the expectation wasn't set that we were going to we were going to smoke everybody this year. Which is what, shoot, we should have. We should have. With the individual talent, Yeah, we absolutely should have, especially on offense. I feel like our offense definitely should have been, was still I, uh, really great. Saying. Chase Bryce broke the the yardage record. Yeah. Chase Bryce had statistically the best season an App State quarterback has had. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Passing our, our uh, running back rotation was not up to par. I think... At a certain point in the season, you got to stop doing your 
every other drive thing with your running backs, you got to yeah. just whoever's cooking, you put them in until there's a reason to take them out. Maybe you take them out for a player too, but like you know, that's that's kind of like high school stuff. You know, at a certain point, if this is the dude that's producing, put him in. I think people should be running back one. I think he we we've already we've talked about this. We've beat a dead horse over this. The dude has a unique ability to escape tackles. Yeah. He's got a unique build for a running back. He is, I don't know, he's running back one. Not Again, not to knock on Noel. He's like a very close running back two, you know? But the running back one, Peoples, is he is something no other team has. And we have him, and I feel like we're underutilizing him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree with any of that. I think if you flash back to this time last year in the game Peoples has in the bowl mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach against North Texas, if you if we had told us, you know, told each other then after that game that Peoples would be running back two for the majority of this season, we would kind of roll our eyes and be like, no fucking way. You're like, dang, like, he must have got hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something bad happened in the offseason. Yeah. So for next year... In terms of like what happens next, uh, I mean, next year may be a uh, a big old growing pain year. That's where it's it's so weird because on like offense, like Chase Bryce is coming back, which is good. We've got yeah, Peoples and Noel who are both coming back, but you lose all of the starting wide receivers mm-hmm. defensively. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Titans. It's like, it it might be like eight starters on defense aren't coming back. It's a lot. It's like seven or eight. It's, I mean, and a a bunch of guys like Meech, you're out of eligibility. Meech is gone. Sperlin, out of eligibility. Mamma mia. (laughs) That's how big a meatball. (laughs) Uh, Madison Cohen, who played a lot this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Who? Gotta give him credit. He put a valiant effort up to fill in for Sean Jolly as quarterback. Yeah, well, Sean Jolly gone. Right. So you know, shout out to to Madison Cohen for his effort. I think he was kind of all of a sudden put into a scenario where oh, yeah. you've got to play as well as an all Sun Belt corner. Yeah. So shout out to his effort. You know, he was uh, yeah, he was thrown into a tough spot. Uh, he's a safety. Moved down a corner. I mean, he he did what uh, against the best quarterback performance college football has ever seen in a season mm-hmm. probably the best offense we saw this season as well i would say i mean absolutely i, I don't think anybody else has really comes close especially quarterback wise i think zap is super underrated he's kind of had a weird path he transferred from houston baptist to western kentucky i mean it's gonna be interesting to see where his his nfl draft stock goes i mean he's a guy who i think could be an nfl quarterback i mean you don't throw for almost 6,000 yards in a season <laughs> and throw 62 touchdowns and not have potential to play at the next mm-hmm. level. I mean, he broke Joe, Joe Burrow's record that two years ago we said was unbreakable. Yeah. That's, so we it was kind of a nightmare matchup for us in, in hindsight. Yeah, a very different offense, I think, from anybody else we had faced. We, didn't, we had not gone up against anybody that ran the air raid. And I think, um, I think when... And just looking at Western Kentucky and you know the matchup and, and all that stuff, I think something that stands out this season is, and more than past seasons, is our secondary getting burnt on big plays and giving up big passes. Mm-hmm. 
seems like it happened more this season than it has ever before. So when you consider that and then you put us up against, you know, air raid offense, Western Kentucky, uh, it was kind of a, a nightmare situation. Yeah, especially Western had a lot to play for. They they came into that game knowing they wanted to get zap the records. Yeah. And I'm not sure we necessarily had a lot to play for there. Uh, I, other than the bull streak, which was something that we take pride in, but ultimately doesn't matter. matter. No. It, uh, I mean, it's cool, but it, it's, it's, it's like a bragging rights thing that I'm not sure anybody cares about. Right. And technically, if that is if that record is to be broken, I mean, when's the earliest it could possibly be broken? 2030? Like, with teams moving up, 2031, 32? Uh, what, like for another team to start on that fast of a bowl streak? Yeah. No, Liberty. Liberty? Liberty's three in a row, and their first three years of being bowl elig- or like eligible to be oh my God. selected. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's all right. When Hugh Freeze, you know, takes a job at... You know, some power five school, it'll be over. Or gets arrested for some scandal. All of the above. Sure they're lo- they're, lo- they're losing their quarterback who's won all those games. So Yeah. So what happens next? We we just lost our first games back-to-back since 2017. Monroe and... Oh, was it Monroe like, and was it, UMass. Yeah, it was UMass, yeah. Wow. Compare those two. Yeah, we lost to Monroe and UMass, and then we lost to Louisiana and West Kentucky back to back. Objectively, <laughs> losing to UMass and Monroe back to back is horrible. Well, and Ethan Joyce pointed out a, a, a something interesting yesterday after the game is after those back to back losses in 2017, there was not as much thrown at Satterfield after that as a lot of people have thrown at Clark. Mm-hmm after these back-to-back losses. I do think that's interesting because losing to UMass and ULM back-to-back is a lot worse than losing to two very good programs. On the same note of that conversation, I do think to a degree it's kind of apples and oranges. Even though it's only, what, five years apart? Four years apart? I don't know. Four, five? You know, we've gone through, you know, considering, again... I can't overemphasize the talent on this roster is the best we've oh, ever I mean, had. Absolutely. The, the, the You could not compare this year's team to the 27. No. Our team, 2021 would smoke 2017. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. So when and Clark is inheriting a – he inherits a 13-1 team that's beat UNC, that's beat South Carolina. They go through and they you know beat Coastal. Biggest win of, of Clark's career, right? Yeah. And then we end up kind of underachieving with no conference championship, no bowl game win. And if you really want to get into it, in terms of just our quote-unquote big game record, Clark is, I think he's got one win. Now, it depends on if you include Georgia Southern in those, simply because it's a rival. Yeah. I, I'm, i you know, 50-50 on if that counts in this unofficial stat of big games but you know i would say marshall is a big game espn there's a even last year yeah on cbs that's a big game um so we beat marshall we beat coastal lose to louisiana lose to coastal last year lose to louisiana, louisiana last year sunbelt championship bowl game like when it comes time to perform and we're not playing south alabama or georgia state and we actually play an even competition we kind of we don't follow through we don't deliver 
And what, at a certain point, I mean, it's just like the conundrum that we're in with basketball right now. For years, we've asked for a better schedule and not playing uh, Tacoa Falls every season. Well, we got it. <laughs> and we're, what, five and six? Something, six yes. and seven? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we got what we wanted, and this is where we're at. It's a more honest assessment of your team, mm-hmm. which in the long run is better than inflating yeah. your numbers like that and giving off this false impression both to your players and to your fans that, damn, we're eight and one against the community college, against uh, what what's the one in Carver or Carver College, Tacoma yeah. Falls, um, Erskine, Erskine, Boyce, like whoa, Carolina International, and our only loss is Duke. Oh, that's okay, they're Duke. That's all right. And then and then we get rolled in the Sun Belt Conference. Yeah, it's the same thing with football. What doesn't matter if we're beating Monroe every year? What does it matter if we're beating Georgia State every year? They're nobodies. But then we play Louisiana, who just had a 13-1 season, finished the season ranked. Their coach got a promotion for it. <laughs> you know, that's what matters. That's how you assess how good your team is. Yeah. We beat Coastal, and I'm not going to underestimate that. Whether they were overrated or not, doesn't matter. The history books show they were the 14th best team in the country, and we beat them. That's what matters. So that's a big dub for Clark, and that's a feather he can put in his hat. But then Louisiana has his number. He's never beat him. Coach Clark has never beat Louisiana. Think about that. Yeah. We've played them eight times in the last two years. <laughs> Three, but... Yeah. We've, never, we've never beat them. So that's what I think I, I saw a lot of people talking about in that conversation with Ethan Joyce, uh, those big games. You know, what does it matter if we're being elon but we lose to to louisiana every year yeah and that's you know i think a lot of people say that you really can't evaluate a head coach until their third season and that's something i do agree with that's true completely yes third season because once you're at that point it's their recruits his recruits will be in their staff yeah you've you've laid the foundation so i think again Next year will be very, very telling. And there will be opportunities for Clark to get a showcase win. Mm-hmm. First Starting game of the season. First game. What that would what better uh trademark win than being Chapel Hill at home? At home. Yeah. That would be the definitive win for Coach Clark. That'd be better than Coastal. Which is it's kind of scary because it also could be a definitive loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. I do think there need to be adjustments and and how yes how things are schemes are prepared for game because it just didn't seem like we were very ready for for that passing attack. And Coach Clark literally needs to go to like a clock management boot camp, straight up. I know all y'all on Twitter be like, you're not a coach. I could do it better. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm saying this right now. Like, if they just put you in charge of the timeouts. Of just calling timeouts, we would have more points. We would win more games. If you were the clock management manager. Yes, we would win more games if I was calling timeouts than Coach Clark. I'm saying that right now. Right now. We talked about this before. We talked about this damn near every game we play with clock management. Louisiana... 2020 and louisiana the first louisiana or i think both of them yeah both louisianas this year there were but some think back to 2020 ladies and gentlemen 
we, we get the ball at the half or, or two minutes left in the first half or whatever, a minute, whatever. And we used our timeouts to get the ball back, I'm pretty sure. And we don't do anything with the ball. Billy Napier calls all his timeouts, gets the ball back, kicks a field goal. They win by three points, right? Yeah. Same thing happened this year. We talked about Billy Napier is probably sitting over like, yo, is this happening? Like, is he y'all, really y'all doing this? Do this again? And they kick a field goal. Same thing. Obviously, that we lost that game by more. But Miami, we lose by two because, not because, but when we could have tried to go for a field goal um, in like a two-minute drill at the, at the end of the first half, right? Yeah. If I was out there calling the shots. Oh, my God. <laughs> we would have got the field goal. And we would have beat the U. Okay. This is some revisionist <laughs> history going on. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm obviously. You know. I would exaggerating, but yeah, I'm not exaggerating that I would be better at calling timeouts. Okay. <laughs> I'm. It, it's been two seasons. I agree. You need three full seasons to assess if a coach is a right fit or not. But in this one microcosm of the coaching responsibilities, that is Coach Clark's biggest weakness, and that's my biggest strength. <laughs> I'm I you know I, I heard so many people tell that hey I will mm-hmm. so good at clock management that's what my managers at work and my family says and my mom says it a lot like wow he's she, when she tucks you into bed at night she says that's right and you're the best at mm-hmm. clock management I'm like mom 9 p.m where you at I'm in bed <laughs> tuck me in where you at I'm like buddy the elf with like my big pajamas on waiting to get tickled <laughs> um Okay. Coach Clark uh, ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it, it's interesting. I would kind of hope that uh, – I saw someone – I forgot who mentioned it on Twitter. But, uh, like, comparing now to where, like, yeah, people have figured out our schemes. Like, mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of tape yeah, out. everyone's on gotten running. better. And we've kind of – Everything's kind of stayed the same. Yeah. And compared it to, you know, when – same thing happened to App in the early 2000s. And Jerry went to West Virginia – and he learned the spread offense, and he brought it back to App. I, I you know, I, I don't know if Clark's gonna do something like that, but he's gonna go to boot camp. I'm telling you, <laughs> timeout boot camp. Timeout boot camp. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see what this off season is like. You have another fantastic recruiting class coming in, mm-hmm. probably one of the best, if not the best. We've I ever think had. it's our highest rated ever, yeah. based on early signing day. At least the highest rated individual recruit we've ever got. Which, I mean, App State knows better than any other school that your rating doesn't necessarily, is not indicative of your performance. We have done more with less. So, yeah, you know, exactly. we're not we've saying, never like, needed. right, we're not saying, oh, we've got the best recruiting class, so we're going to be the best team. Yeah, like, we, we got, we got we've a done, five-star quarterback. Yeah, we've done just fine without that. Yeah. But that is cause for hope. Exactly. I mean, got Clark's like an excellent recruiter. Because think about it, who was the last... I feel like Hennigan was the last freshman that immediately made an impact because he started as a freshman. Yeah, he was a freshman starter. Who was the last freshman that was able to, like, start? I can't, like, I can't really think of one coming to mind. I mean, Darrington played his first year, but I he obviously wasn't, like, the starter. And he, he was no. more so special teams, I believe. Yeah. Because he had the kickoff. Yeah. Return but he had impacts, but it wasn't like Hennigan who actually like started as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, he had the one-handed catch against Wake Forest. That's like an um, all-time great. I yeah, can't think of Nothing anybody. comes to mind. 
I, yeah, no. So I would love if one of these recruits could immediately get playing time and, and be good enough to get playing well, time. Well, that's right away. like a couple positions, like, we're going to probably need that. Wide receiver is one that mm-hmm. immediately stands out. Probably wide open. Uh, O-line, we're going to need some. O-line, yeah. You, There's uh, some opening. 100% there could be freshman starters there. Defense at multiple positions, especially in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Especially in defensive ends. Like, yeah, those guys will get, get touches and reps pretty quickly. Yep. And hopefully some of these young guys that – that's one thing. We'll see the result of it. I, I worry that our young guys on the roster are redshirt freshmen, freshmen, sophomore. They didn't get too much playing time overall this season. No. So we'll see what the result of that is next season. I mean, especially wide receivers – it was a difficult balance of you've got these incredibly talented dudes that you obviously want to take advantage of. Yeah, like why wouldn't you play? Right. But you've also got, you know, these other guys that we always talk about Christian Wells. He filled a big role for Corey Sutton in 2020, and then Corey Sutton came back, so he didn't have as much playing time. Yeah. So who of these guys who got some plays here and there, a couple targets, you know, or a couple snaps – can they then build upon that next season or have they like lost ground because of that mm. the super seniors that return? Yeah. So it's tough. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, there are players that can come back. Every player has the COVID year. Yes. This was not just seniors last year. Every single enrolled student athlete has an additional year of eligibility because yeah. of COVID. So we'll see if there's players that choose to come back or not because of you know, using that, that COVID eligibility. And there may be some people we aren't even considering next year. We're right now, Parker and I are just assuming everyone's gone. All the seniors are gone. Mm-hmm. They either go to the draft or whatever. And we're starting with the people who have just the quote unquote normal eligibility. So we're not even factoring in that. Yeah. Uh, and that could change yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, and that's where, like, uh, you don't want to assume guys that have already played five years or done five years of college football. Like, I, I don't like to assume that they're all coming back for six because that is a lot to, I guess, ask or put on. Yeah. Spend six years playing college football. That's a lot. Six years to be an undergraduate. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, six years of unpaid labor. <laughs> Unless you got that Blue Deer cookies uh, gig going on. <laughs> Bear Hunters Blue Big Deer. bags coming in. <laughs> yeah. So it is a lot. I mean, that's like six years of your life where you're more or less – probably – uh, spending like three or four hours on more days than you're not of uh, working out or practicing or doing mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. It's like a not, it's like a full-time job. And that, you know, and you really only get like two, three months off that are really actually months off before right. spring training. Yeah. And you get like a month and then you start, you know, workouts and you go into summer and even camp. Then you still gotta be doing stuff. Cause if you take two months off, exactly. And, you really and, don't and, and do what I'm doing right now. And you just play games for three weeks or two months. You come back, you, I mean, you throwing up up Howard's knob. You're done. <laughs> you are out of shape, my guy. Yeah, Your some, vomit will run some of down us, Howard's knob. Some of us are actually working right now. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Some of us are booked and busy. Wow. You really want to go there? Really? Sorry, I banked my PTO, Parker. Mm-hmm. Where's your PTO? I used it so I could go work more. Oh, my. This guy. This guy. Oh, my. Where's your NIL deal if you're so busy then? If you're such a hot shot? Uh, I actually uh, gave it all to the Yosef Club. No way. Yeah. It was I actually had an $800 million NIL deal but with uh um Don't look at the TV. Don't uh, look at the TV. 
uh, with sponsored by? Bacardi. Bacardi. Bacardi <laughs> sponsored for eight hundred million dollars. And I gave it all back to the Osso Club. That's so generous of you. I know. <laughs> it's now going to be called Wow the the Big Ballin' Bacardi Home Center. Big Ballin' Bacardi Home Center. So you're yeah. leaving Holmes in the name. You didn't yeah. donate enough to take that name. No, off. that that would have required compound. that would have required a billion. Okay. okay I Bacardi okay. didn't give me quite that much. Yeah, Bacardi a bunch of chumps that yeah. couldn't afford that much. Yeah. Jeez. No, um, and then Blue Deer Cookies gave me like thirty bucks, and I, oh, I it too. <laughs> and I gave it right back to him to buy some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Let me get a couple dozen." <laughs> Do you know that next to Blue Deer Cookies, there's like a tap room going in? What? Yeah, Blue Deer's. Co- We're done with football talk, I guess. Next to Blue Deer Cookies, the building next to it that used to be like the mini like farmers market is like a tap room. Like it was going to be like beer oh, on tap. Oh, okay, so. What I'm hearing is that we need Uh-oh. to book. This is this is an idea that I have come up with right now. No, 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 no. We need to book a week long mm. over the summer, a week long near Twitter retreat. Oh, like a like an expo, like a convention almost. Okay, okay. Where we get like a, a Airbnb house of and- all of us. Yeah. Bro, where are we? Are we booking out Chatola Resort? The entire spot? Okay, maybe not something like that. Sugar but... Mountain? <laughs> like, what? No, no, but I found... There's a couple places. Uh, I used to be in a, a, a honors society fraternity. Mm. And we, uh, we looked mm. at uh, potentially doing retreats for that. There are places like up at Beach Mountain wherever that are like designed for like camps oh, to go geez. in. Where like it sleeps like 25, 30. And it's, it's not expensive. Dang. I'm saying we should do a near Twitter retreat. Wow. Are you talking about bunk beds, though? Like, is it like a log cabin? Oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think it would be 100% if we could get the minds from every group on near Twitter. Like, Cone Gang's here. That's right. Student Yosef Club's here. That's right. You've got the Boomaneers are over here. They mm-hmm. send their delegation. Well, they live there, so they can just stop by. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like sponsor it. No, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like you get all the like the the main influencers, mm-hmm. and we come to a we we debate. We like we, the United Nations, bro. Yes, we have a a no near way. Twitter UN meeting. It's gonna be like, and a, then we all go to the tap room next to Blue Deer. This is gonna be more impactful than the Treaty of Versailles. This is going to change history. Yes, more than the Treaty of Versailles. No, this no. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it. We're gonna lock this in. Uh-oh. We're gonna plan this event. And then we might go to it. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Sorry, I had to. Bro. <laughs> no, no. A near Twitter. A near Twitter. UN expo- convention. The N-T-U-N-C. The Intunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So go ahead and we're, we're going to. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we'll book it over July 4th so we can even celebrate patriotically with one another at the. The. Wait, are we saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll change up that, that acronym. <laughs> yes, but if you have any ideas now for the near Twitter convention. Right. Hey. UN meeting expo TBD on the full title. Hey, if you want us to appear, we'll do a live podcast recording, baby. You have to no, pay. I think you I have th- to pay our booking no, 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 fee. No, no, but... oh, no, I think we should oh, record oh, oh. all of it for record. Oh my! How would we do that? 
Put a mic in the room? Just in the room? Yeah. And whoever's closest to it is who's heard? No, no. Just turn all the sensitivity up on the H4. The gain? Can... If you could turn it That into... will sound horrible. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, we'll just individually mic up everyone. If you turn the gain all the way up in a room of 25 people, one little, <laughs> like, one little sneeze is blowing out your car speakers. <laughs> it's done. You're driving off the road into water. Okay, then we'll just hire a stenographer and we'll we'll have them take the minutes. That's more practical. That is more practical, I think, than than my other idea. Okay, so we'll go to Blue Deer Cookies because you know you're required to part of your yes. deal. Yes, and then this new mysterious tap room. The tap room, and then uh, I guess you'll supply the Bacardi, and that'll be it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I actually need to go ahead and call then and say that I'm going to need a hundred million of that back to buy Bacardi. Oh, so you're going to take money back from App State? Guys, I'm sorry. They're going to have to take the big out of Big Baller Bacardi. <laughs> It'll just be Baller Bacardi Home Center because you took and money. It, actually, Convocation will get added back at that point, too. Oh, and they put it at the front because they added it back. So Can, Convocation, hold Baller, Hold on. This is a Bacardi. weird – this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. I hate that it's the Holmes Convocation Center. Go ahead. Get off your chest. Why is it not just the Holmes Center? I feel like if you say that that venue is for Convocation, it, it it's a basketball arena. It's also kind of dumb because convocation happens what twice a year, and like, how are you gonna name a whole event about it? And like when you're a freshman and they're like you have required convocation, you do everything in your power to like skip that. <laughs> you do everything in your power to not be there. How are you gonna name your venue after a a, a, a two times a year event? Yes, <laughs> it's like if it was the Holmes graduation castle, or if uh, Spectrum Center was the Monster Jam Arena. <laughs> <laughs> They do three shows. Uh, it's like if the, it, it's like if Bank of America Stadium was like Bank of America Stadium Rolling Stones concert. Toby Keith, Kenny Chesney, yes, Tim McGraw, yes, Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, as far as next football season, <laughs> yeah. we're uh, we'll excited to see what's to come. Uh, everyone, we're gonna have to have more patience. Yes, than absolutely. We've had this year. It's going to be growing pain year unless we've got some dudes that were in the depth chart that are just just out of this world ballers. Yeah. Big Bacardi ballers. They're big Bacardi ballers. So they, actually, they're working on their NIL. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, yes, our first game against UNC, home game. I like that matchup. It's not some FCS school. It's like a legitimate matchup. Yep. So that's going to be a really great tell of how things are looking. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, but, yeah, so – in recap, this season, uh, case in point, underachieved. No rings, no trophies. 10-4 and four is great, but that's not what App State does. We nope. win trophies, we win rings. And that's just a fact of the matter. So, um, I'm still rolling with Clark. I know some of y'all bums out there are asking for him to be fired. I think that's, yeah, this, that's, this, way, that's yeah, ludicrous. Way too early for a guy who's got 20 wins. Yeah, 20 wins is 20 wins. No, 20 wins two he, seasons is 20 wins. Whether he inherited seasons. it or not, it doesn't matter. If you're a bad coach, you're going to fumble the bag. You're yeah. going to get that roster yeah. and win three games. So he's got something going for him. And as soon as I get on the roster for the timeouts, it's over. You know, Everything the country be better be on that Reddit, you know, college football territory map, black and gold, baby. Oh, all us. National Natty's coming our way. No no Purdue mixed in there or anything? Just, no. Just us? Yeah, because nope. I'm calling the timeouts. No, no Southern Miss? Mm-mm. Who, who else are the black and gold schools? It don't matter. It don't matter. You, it's the point of the oh, story. Oh, yeah. It don't matter. 
Stupid ass. Iowa? Goldroom15 on HowStandUnitedSports.com, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you use it. Even if you really, use it. really love Yosef Club, use it, please. Use <laughs> it and abuse it. <laughs> yes. Make sure, instead of doing one order of three items, do three orders of one item, all using Goldroom15. It's going to be the same price, but that's that many more times you can say, I made I, three donations. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. People are like, do you even care? Do you even have skin in the game? They're like, oh, yeah, I donated three times to the Yosef Club. Yeah, House United What are they going to say? What are they going to say? You know, they're going to be like, how'd you do it? I'm going to use that code too. And then we're millionaires. Easy. Easy. <laughs> that, 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 that makes sense. I'm already a millionaire, though. Thanks for booking. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. Just little old me over here. Little old Clemson over here. Little old Clemson. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um. <laughs> Basketball plays Chapel Hill. Yep. We'll do week. an episode after that, maybe. We'll see. Um, but yeah. Better luck next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time. I'm sure we'll have something to talk about. Uh, football hurt soon. Myself today.